You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Good to be back with family and, and friends here at Victory. And I just, uh, as we're turning to the book of 2 Samuel, just wanted to say uh, once again, thank you to Victory Baptist. You guys have, um, have been a huge part in uh, Cross Point Baptist Church being started and just, uh, just getting behind us uh, with prayer and financially. And we just thank God for all that, that God has done and, and is doing um, at our church in Davenport. And we started a little over six years ago. And long before it even started, uh, we got to come here and talk to the church really about what God was, was doing in our hearts. And, and so thank you guys. Um, thank you guys for your part in that. And, uh, and God's doing some wonderful things. God's doing some miraculous things in Iowa as he's doing here. Amen. And so thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you for the privilege to be able to come and and speak tonight. It's always a, a, a pleasure. I'm always humbled and honored uh, to be able to open the Word of God and teach and, and to preach God's Word. And, um, and especially on the night of, this is a pretty big night, with a dessert fellowship and dessert auction. So I'm, I think I'm the only thing now standing in the way in between you and dessert. So <laughs> we will... We'll be brief in uh, 2 Samuel 7. I do want us to take a few moments, though, um, tonight and just reflect upon the goodness of God in our life and reflect upon the blessings of God in our life. And as we're going to look at here in the life of David, that the same thing is applicable and true for us, that even though, even though you may be in a season of life right now where it's not what you would have necessarily wanted or envisioned life is different than what what it would have been your choice and maybe the situation you find yourself in is one of maybe some heartbreak or, or grief over something beyond your control maybe it's because of things that you mistakes you've made or sin in your life or maybe it's not maybe it's just choices other people have made or maybe it's just circumstances that are beyond your control but maybe you find yourself in a place tonight it's not where you would have really chosen to be, but yet in that we can see that God has a purpose in it and that we truly have much to be grateful to God tonight for. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, it says, It came to pass when the king sat in his house and the Lord had given him rest round about from his enemies. So this is a time in David's life, it's a, a very blessed time, a time when they're at peace and David's reflecting back on the goodness of God and and, and David in his heart now is wanting to build the temple. And so he's talking to Nathan, the, the prophet. And the king said to Nathan, the prophet, See now, I dwell in the house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. So Nathan, the prophet, says to the, to the king in verse 3, he says, Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. But yet we see now that God has a different plan. God's going to come to Nathan, the prophet, and it says, and it came to pass that night, the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go, tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt build me an house for, build me an house for me to dwell in, whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I 
brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt even to this day, but have walked in a tent and a tabernacle. And in all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, I spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me in house of cedar? Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto thy servant David, thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, to be a ruler over my people Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and I have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and I have made thee a great name, like unto the name of great men that are in the earth. Moreover, moreover I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since the time that I command judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that, that he will make thee in house. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall, which shall proceed of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. And he shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, as we look back, Lord, and reflect upon your faithfulness to your people and the goodness, Lord, to, the peop to your people, Lord, in, in the past that we can be assured and have confidence that, God, that you have a purpose for us in this present. And that, God, long after we're gone, your purposes will continue to, to, to press on and be established. God, tonight we come before you, God, and we have much to be grateful for. We have much to thank you for. So God, I pray that tonight we would take our eyes off of the things that we lack so we can see the things we possess. God, I pray that we take our eyes off of what we maybe wish, that, wish it would be like and Lord, recognize that you have a purpose for us now in this present and that God, that you have been faithful and will always be faithful to us, God. We pray these things, we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Here in 2 Samuel, we see that this is a time, a very blessed time in the life of King David. And even though God's telling him that he's not going to build the temple, it's going to be Solomon who will build this temple. Yet here in this conversation where, where God is coming to Nathan, who's then going to go to David, it's reminding him of a very blessed, um, really the, the blessings and provision that God has, has provided to David. The first thing we see is, He's reminding David where God has brought him from. Amen. He says, David, you were, you were just a shepherd. You were a shepherd and I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep to be ruler over my people Israel. This isn't the main point of this, but I think it's important for us to recognize that, look, God is the one that promotes people, Amen. that God is the one that gives us opportunities and God is the one that elevates us. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a vision and have passion and pursue open doors that God is, is giving to us to, uh, for, for greater opportunity. But yet recognize this, that God is the one who elevates. God is the one who blesses. And maybe you're at a time in your life and it's a very blessed time. Maybe you're at the height of your career. Maybe you've reached the, 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 the place where you've wanted to be and and, and I'm not discounting or discrediting the hard work that you've put in to get there, but recognize this, that all of those things come from God. That God is the one who blesses. 
that God is the one who elevates. And he's reminding David here through Nathan the prophet that he was just a, he was just a shepherd watching over the sheep, but yet God then elevated him and brought him to this place now where he is a ruler, the most powerful ruler. And yet may we be reminded tonight, may we come before God with a heart of thanksgiving, recognizing this, recognizing us that the place that God has put us, the place that we're in now is, is a result of the blessing of God upon us, amen? That God is the one that has brought us here. I think for, for many who maybe you were saved at a later age in life, or even if you were saved and came to know the Lord at, at a young age, still the, the fact is still the same, that, that it is by God's grace that we know him tonight. It's by God's grace that he brought us from where we were to be here tonight, to sit in a room with a couple hundred people who know and love the Lord and, and, and are part of this body, part of this church. And may I remind us tonight that is the grace of God from where he's brought us from. And may we tonight be grateful. Maybe for some of you, you have a past and really, again, it's true for all of us, but maybe you look back on your past and you think, man, the only reason I'm even, I'm even alive tonight is because of God's grace. Maybe you are in a place, in a, a, a very low place, a, a very dangerous place even, but yet the fact is that we gather tonight, we know and love God and serve God, and that is because of his grace in our life. Many of you met uh, my, my father, who's now been home with the Lord for several years, but I'm always humbled and, and, and I always love to reflect back upon hearing when he would, would talk about this. And recently we had um, a friend, Pastor Mark Swanson, who's also preached here, I think fairly recently. He was at our church and he was uh, kind of uh, reminiscing and telling the story about how my father came to know the Lord and, and telling that story about how that, that he was, uh, his family was not believers. His mother and father weren't Christians and yet how that, that God used used people from the Berean Baptist Church in Rockford, Illinois, who cared and had compassion and, and went out to the city and, and tried to reach people with the gospel. And it was a result of that that my father's brother came to know the Lord. And as a result of that, God used that for my father to then go to that church, go to Berean Baptist and come to, to know the Lord as a Savior. And I, I think about like what an impact that that has made upon our entire family. And now upon my children and my, my siblings who have children and just the, the, the great impact. And I, I look back and think of, of how, how different life could be, how life could be for really generations of people if it wasn't for the grace of God. And may we be reminded tonight where God has brought us from. This is a blessed time in David's life, but yet Nathan's reminding him Look, God said that he brought you from the sheep coat. He brought you from that place to now be ruler over my people. So not only should we be grateful, have a heart of gratefulness for the place God has brought us from, but also for God's guiding protection and provision in our life. He says, I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have, have cut off thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. He's reminding him that God's provision and protection, that, 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 that really that that came from God. 
Now, now look, David, as we read the scripture, we see David was a warrior. David was a fighter. David surrounded himself with people who were valiant. But yet, what God is reminding him that, that you weren't preserved by your own strength. You weren't preserved by these mighty men. And as you read some of the accounts that these were some tough dudes. But yet God's reminding him that they didn't preserve you. They may have been the human instrument that God used, but God says, no, I, I was with you wherever you went. Amen. He says, whithersoever thou wentest, have cut off thine enemies out of thy sight. I have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. And I think how applicable this is for our life, especially at a time of a lot of fear and uncertainty, a time when we're just, it's bombarded before our very eyes over the last two years of just this, this constant, constant number of deaths that are just flashed before our eyes on a daily basis. And what we're reminded is this, that life is very frail. We're reminded that we're in a fallen world and there's death all around us. There's evil all around us. And we don't have to look far. Some of you saw the news from just Sunday night, the SUV that barreled into this parade of people. And, and the thing is, like, after a, a few days from now, I, I hate to say this, but a few days from now, many of us will just kind of have forgotten about it because those things are far too common. Man, it's an evil world that we're in. Every Tuesday morning, I work out with a group of guys, and, and, and amongst that group, uh, there's several uh, police officers in the Quad City area, and, 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 and it's just amazing the things that they're telling me. I mean, some of the things we see about on the news, and then other things, it's like, wow, like this is a really scary world that we're living in. Yeah. I know several in here who are, are in law enforcement, and, and by the way, we thank God for you and support you, appreciate you, Amen. because you see the worst that's out there, and yet you serve God by serving people and serving your community to protect people. But man, as we look around, and it's an evil world. The things that we just see before our very eyes on just a daily basis, and, and it's, not just, it's not just secluded to certain places or areas. We see this evil in the world, but yet, yet tonight, we can rest with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving to God because God is the one who is in control of all things. And sometimes God will lift that restraining hand so we can see just how evil and see just how depraved the heart of man is. But yet rest assured that it is God who allows all of those things to happen. God allows that to happen. But yet I think that so often we don't thank God for his restraining of evil. We don't thank God for his protection. And we can rest assured, and maybe you know someone who has passed away. In fact, I would say we probably all have known several people who just recently have passed away, and yet we can be assured that, that God had a purpose in that and that God was in control in that. And I think that this is one of those areas we don't thank God enough for each and every day. His guidance, his protection in our life. And while we should be wise and be vigilant and, and be prepared, recognize this, that ultimately safety is from God, Amen. that ultimately protection and provision comes 
from God. And may we have a heart of gratefulness and thanksgiving to him. And then lastly, we see this. Nathan's reminding David that long after he's gone, long after he's gone, that God's purposes will still move forward. And that what he does in this life will have a great impact long after he's gone. And that is, that is a great reason for us all to have a heart of gratefulness and thanksgiving to God is that, you know what, this life isn't it. That there's, there's so much more that's to come. And, and, and what we do for God here in this life matters. It matters greatly. And it will live on beyond after we're gone. And we know that when this life ends, for those who know the Lord, that life is, that's anything but the end. I say that whenever I preach a funeral for, for someone that I know is a believer, I'll always say those words that this is anything but the end. That the greatest days, the best life isn't here and now. It's what's to come, amen? And so that gives us confidence in the face of a lot of evil. That gives us confidence in the face of a world where there is much against us, but yet we can be assured that God has a purpose for our lives now and even after we're gone. We know that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And we know that, 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 that heaven awaits, amen, for all, those who are, for all those who are in Christ. But Nathan's also reminding David, he says, long after you're gone, he says, God's going to establish his throne. He says, when the, your days are fulfilled, Thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels. I will establish his kingdom. Talking about Solomon and how that Solomon's going to build this temple and how that God's going to establish his throne and his kingdom forever. And we'll conclude with this, but I, but I love, because maybe you're thinking, like, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to us? We see, like, this was a covenant that God made with, with David, but how does it apply to us? Well, the great, the great truth of Scripture we see in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 15, it says that we, God's people, the church, we can have, have comfort and hope through the Scriptures. And in that context, what is God saying? He's saying that because God has always been faithful to His people, gives us the assurance that God will be faithful here in this present and that God will be faithful in the future. So when we see this, we see this really powerful truth that God has a purpose way beyond what we probably even have envisioned and know right now. And while we should live in a way that we're expecting Christ to return, like being busy, expecting that Christ could, could return. Sometimes we can allow this escapist mentality, though, to come in and thinking like, well, doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to lose here, here in this time. But, but you know, thank God, like we're going to be pulled out of the world. But and, and again, while, while some of that's true, yes, I, I think that we can sometimes have this mentality that nothing that we really do is going to matter. And make an eternal impact, and that is anything but what Scripture teaches. That God has a purpose and a plan that will outlive way beyond our life. And we have, should have a heart of gratitude to God 
for not just where he's brought us from, not just for his guiding protection and provision here right now in the present, but for also what's yet to come. We know that as a believer, when we take our last breath here, we're in the presence of God, that, that, that there's far more and far better that is yet to come, but that also when we're gone, when our days are expired here in this life, that what we do for God can make a lasting impact. I mean, look around. Look around at all the little ones that are in this room tonight. And there's a whole lot more little ones. I was, we were dropping my daughter off at the nursery. There's a whole lot more little ones in there. All the little ones. And, and, and may we remember this truth that, that our lives, that God can use our life to have an impact upon them and their children and their children's children. And that should give us a heart of gratitude tonight, of knowing, of knowing what lies ahead for all those who love God, yes, in heaven, but also the impact that our lives can make for God's kingdom here on this earth long after, long after we're gone. And that gives us confidence and hopefully gives us a heart of gratitude towards God. It doesn't mean that all our dreams and all our desires are going to be fulfilled exactly as we want them to be. In fact, Nathan's telling David, no, actually God's will is different than what you've envisioned. God's will is different than you have planned. And this is so, so important. And here's why. Because so many people, this is where there's this disconnect today. They, they've created this God who never lets bad things happen to people. They've created this imaginary God who, who never lets good people, so, so to speak, good people suffer. And, and, and the problem is so many people have anchored their faith in that God. And then when you have really poor theology and teaching along with disappointment and things like suffering and the problem of evil, it creates the perfect storm for our young people, for our high school kids and our college kids to then walk away from a faith and they walk away from a God, but it's a God that is not the God we see of in Scripture. Because we see that that perspective of, of, of God never letting good people suffer like that, that's certainly not the perspective of the apostles. I mean, they saw the worst thing imaginable happen to the best person they knew, the only sinless one. And yet, in the face of that, they lived and suffered, and some, maybe all, died courageously. Not because of a God that they put their faith in who never let evil happen, but because they saw that God had a purpose in that suffering and they witnessed the resurrected Christ. Amen. And the point with all this is simply, look, that God does have a plan, a wonderful plan, a glorious plan for our life. But it doesn't mean it's going to be pain-free. It doesn't mean it's easy. Now it's the most joyful, the most satisfactory the most peaceful, but it doesn't mean that it's the easiest and doesn't mean that it's without suffering. And maybe that's where you're at tonight. Maybe there's a situation in your life. It's not what you would have envisioned. It's not what you have wanted. It's not what you would have planned. And, and whatever that is, maybe it's just some disappointment of, of, of what people have done. 
Maybe you've raised your kids to live a certain way and and your, your vision was that your kids would be there with you in church and they're not. Maybe you had envisioned how that your life right now, you would be at a place where you could be very generous and giving, and yet you feel like you're, yourself are barely struggling to make ends meet. Maybe the vision that you, you had was, was that, that you're going to have just this, this, this healthy, vibrant life, and you feel that like every day you're in pain and suffering. But rest assured in this truth. The life that, that you have now, it may not be the one that you've envisioned but God has a purpose for it. A greater purpose than you and I could even imagine. I think God is reminding us here through the life of David. And when he's telling Nathan the prophet to go to David, he say, remember, remember where I brought you from. You were a shepherd. You were watching sheep. And now you are a ruler over this great nation. And by the way, David, it was my guiding presence it, it, it was, it, I was the one that preserved you. God's the one that guides us and protects us. And then he reminds him, you, you're not going to build the temple. You're not going to build it. But long after you're gone, long after you're gone, your throne will be established. But Solomon's going to build this temple that's going to be glorious. And tonight, may we be reminded that God has a purpose in our lives and for our lives. Maybe it's not what you've envisioned, but God's vision and God's script is better than the one that we have envisioned because God has a purpose in all of that. And may all of us, all of us have a heart of gratefulness if we had time and we don't because dessert is waiting. <laughs> if we had time to read the next chapter, you see David's offering up this prayer and praise to God offering this heart of gratitude and thanksgiving to God. And may we do the same. May we offer God, continually offer to God, not just this week, may we continually offer to God a heart of gratefulness, a heart of thanksgiving, because where God has brought us from, because of God's guidance and God's protection here in this present, and then because we know what lies ahead for all who know the Lord. Yes, to be with him forever, to be reunited with all our loved ones who know the Lord. Man, what, what an amazing promise that is. But also to know that what we do for God, for his kingdom, here in this life, it matters. And it's going to last. Don't be discouraged. Continue following God, even if it looks different than the life you have envisioned. Follow him. Don't walk away from him. Follow God. Praise God, glorify God with your life because it is going to have an impact for generations to come. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve him this week.